We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. How you doing tonight, IB Nation Sports Talk? Up and running, Vince D'Addario. Ryan Roberts, our recruiting aces with us today since it's signing day. I'm Sean Styers, and this is our number what, like 12 for you doing a live show today, Ryan? Is it like, where are you right now? <laughs> well, it's it's all it's only the second one, Sean, because the first one was six hours, so it all <laughs> okay. counts as one, though. Right. All counts not, as one. Not, not quite as far. Well, we've got a lot to talk about today. Um, there are already people in the chat talking about Peyton Bowen. Do you want to start with that? Do you want to like give some overall thoughts on the yeah. class first? I'll say this: I watched before I, you know, I had a women's game to call today at noon, and so on my drive over, I was watching, you know, slash listening to you guys and Tom Lemming. Tom had some gems. He was dropping bombs in that little conversation you guys had. <laughs> Vince and I are talk about a lot of things Tom Lang had to say in rapid fire here in a little bit. He had some – he was dunking on Brian Kelly and all kinds of good stuff. So, Ryan, I'll let you start, and, you know, we'll just start queuing up questions because we've got them coming in yeah. hot and heavy already. Yeah, no, it sounds good. I mean, so if I could just start with the Peyton Bowen stuff, because I know that's what everyone wants to ask about, right? So let's let's start there, folks. So if you have not been following that recruitment, basically what has led up to today to this point is that Peyton Bowen had been committed for over 11 months, almost a year. Mm -hmm. And we, we've heard the rumblings over the last few months about Oklahoma and that involvement. And there was some fire there, obviously, because his girlfriend's going to Oklahoma. His best friend, Jackson Arnold, the quarterback, is going to Oklahoma as well. Obviously, they are also offering things behind the scenes that we all understand what that means, right? So there has been rumblings, and then all of a sudden, Oregon comes into the picture last week. You're just like, huh? When did Oregon get in this conversation, right? And then there's conversations. Brian reported upon what Oregon and Oklahoma were offering as their pitch. And, I mean, late last week, guys, like, we were like, oh, Peyton Bowen's not going to be in the class. Like, that's kind of where we were, right? And then over the weekend, there was a glimmer of hope a little bit, right, that he had had conversations with the staff and commits, and it was trending towards him ending up in Notre Dame. And then, I mean, we talked about it on the show, so it's not a secret. I mean, he had reaffirmed that that 
that confirmation and that decision to end up in Notre Dame over the weekend, at leading up into the or last couple of days, I should say. So you were expecting now Peyton Bowen to commit to Notre Dame today. Well, it's like midday. You haven't gotten an extra letter of intent in yet, right? He's got a <laughs> he's got a little press conference at noon Eastern time and but you're expecting that national letter of intent to come in beforehand. Usually those press conferences are more a formality at that point, right? You're writing on like a piece of paper. You're not actually writing on a national letter of intent. So he shocks the world when he gets there and he picks Oregon Ducks, which if it wasn't going to be Notre Dame, I thought it was going to be Oklahoma. I mean, that's just where we were with it, right? And then, yep. so that happens. You're kind of, you're confuzzled, right? You're, you're looking around, you're, you're, you're putting the pieces together. You're trying to figure it out, and we are here now at 6.06 Eastern time, and Peyton Bowen has not signed his national letter of intent to the University of Oregon. So a lot of rumblings. I'll say this, you know, as of what I can say right now is when the truth comes out, the truth will come out. And uh, But as of right now, Peyton Bowen is not signed with any school, and it is a strange, strange recruitment to say the least. Yeah, which is ongoing, which is the crazy part. Like I just, yes. <sighs> Milton I Milton fan fifteen wants to know if if you've ever seen anything like this before. I mean, I don't follow, you know, re- recruiting, you know, as closely, but I don't remember any stories like this. You know, like, you know, there was like, Braden Lindsay kind of went back and forth a little bit, and interestingly enough, Oregon was a school involved there. But you know, there, there wasn't this kind of drama leading right up to signing day, and then on signing day with him. I, I'll, I'll, I'll say this, Sean. I mean, Eddie Vanderdose was someone that asked to be out of his natural letter of intent after that's the fact, one. right? Remember, so that. that's like only Notre Dame connection you can kind of make in my head anyway, right now. Yeah. But I'll say the only one that comes to mind is when. Zach Evans, who's now at Ole Miss that went to TCU, came out of North Shore a few years ago. Like he was supposed to commit to Alabama, I think, at the time. And then he never signed his national letter of intent. And then it kind of went. And then all of a sudden, TCU was his pick. And people were like, you never even visited TCU before. Like, why is that your pick? So if there's any correlation, I guess maybe that. But it, it's a very bizarre situation, one that we haven't really seen in Notre Dame. So that's uh, it's definitely yeah. a different one. To say you know, there, there are a lot of people trashing Peyton Bowen right now let's let's just pump the brakes because you know there's a lot of things and you know a a lot just a lot pulling at Peyton Bowen I think in a lot of different directions right now and he's what a 17 18 year old kid let's let's remember that think about when you were 17 18 yeah if someone did dangle money in from you and then you've got your girlfriend involved and you've got your dad involved and you've got your mom and there's there's a lot going on here you know let just let the thing play out because I guarantee you this: if Peyton Bowen ends up at Notre Dame, you're gonna love the kid. You know, you're gonna you're gonna go from whatever you're saying about him right now, you're gonna love him as long as he stays here, obviously. Yes. But, but this is still a young guy, you know, trying to make a decision that's going to affect the rest of his life. Right. And again, he's being pulled in a lot of directions. I think right now, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Well, he is. I mean, my my only thing I would say is that the only frustration I have, because if Peyton Bowen goes to Oklahoma, it's fine. If he goes to Oregon, it's fine. It's his decision. It's just the dishonesty that's kind of really turned me yeah. off on the whole thing. Like, just be up front with Notre Dame. Just say, hey, these guys are offering me right. something that I can't refuse, right? Like, I can't do it. And there's a lot of different factors. I'm struggling with this decision. If you say all that, then he doesn't, good. It's just he doesn't he want the, you know, the Pat Narduzzi effect out there. You know, he doesn't want <laughs> – I'm not like Marcus Freeman's going to go on the radio station and, you know, start calling people out, you know, on the air. But, you know, he I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a mess, man. It's a mess. Yeah, which, it's a huge mess. Which is Agreed. frustrating, guys, because we talked about this on the show today. It's a really good class even without Peyton, right? It's a yes. great class with Peyton, but it's still a really darn good class – 24-man class that my biggest regret of today was not the Peyton Bowen decision. It was that it would, it took the light from all the players that had worked hard to get to that point and to make that commitment and their families. And, you know, I know that they all enjoyed their days. We had a lot of great families on the live stream earlier, which was a blessing. But, I mean, literally the news broke. Everyone is flooding the chat. And then I had Debbie Otting, the mother of Joe Otting, come on right then. And it's just like oh my she didn't deserve that. Right? right, like Joe Otting didn't deserve that. It's his moments, right? These guys deserve their moment, and that's all we kind of hyper focused on, unfortunately. Yeah. Yep. Well, let's try to get to some questions while Ryan is here. Um, <clears throat> here's one I see from John 1A, and I'm glad that John asked about this guy because this is a guy, one of the first guys to commit. It was, I think it was right after Keon Keeley, if I remember right. You know, really early, uh, Brennan Vernon committed to the class, and I've, you know, I, I been kind of wondering, like, you know, there's there's not as much kind of hype right now about Brennan Vernon, you know, really good, you know, defensive lineman from the state of Ohio. I think he's ranked like the second or third best player in the state of Ohio. So what I guess his ranking kind of dipped 
a little bit. What what's Shocker. what should we be how should we be feeling about this guy right now, Ryan? I mean, if if anybody wants something to pick themselves up today with all everything that happened, go listen to Brendan Vernon's video that the Notre Dame staff kind of put out earlier in the day, like the creative media department. It was fantastic, man. Like he is a man of few words, which to your point, Sean, your question, why is Brendan Vernon continuing to dip in rankings and people don't talk about him enough? It's because he doesn't care. He doesn't give a, give a flip about media. Like he doesn't care. He doesn't talk to anyone. He's not a social he media do, guy. Wasn't he good? Come on. <laughs> and he doesn't talk to the he doesn't talk to the media. He doesn't do the social media thing. He just wants to play football, man. He's a good student, and he found his home at Notre Dame, and that's been it. And he hasn't been he hasn't returned phone calls since he made the commitment, you know, over a year ago. Like he's just that's just who he is. He loves playing ball, and he wants to get a good education out of it, right? So. That's kind of why it's dipped, but I mean, to everyone's point, I see him flooding the chat. Brendan Vernon, I think, is going to be a really, really good football player at Notre Dame. He's 6'5", 275 pounds, super physical, and he's got a frame where he could eventually be a three-technique, I think. I think he can get up to 300 pounds eventually. So he's a really tough, hard-nosed kid. I think he's got leadership qualities to him. He's just he's one of those guys you gravitate towards, not because he's going to you know hype you up and do the rah rah thing, because he leads by example. He doesn't talk about it like he's just that type of dude. So he's just been a little bit undervalued because he doesn't care about what media thinks about him. So, all right, John One A has got a million questions in our queue. <laughs> right, what he does is what John does. So I'll go to USMA eighty seven first. Caleb Smith from. Virginia Tech, you know, this kind of plopped in the middle of of this whole thing. And I looked at his stats, and I mean, his numbers basically were like twice what any Notre Dame receiver had this season. Yeah, I, I mean, so, Sean, I actually reached out to – I have a buddy that's in the Virginia Tech department, and I was just asking for his opinion. And usually players that leave, there's kind of some saltiness around there. But, I mean, they gave me glowing reviews. They said he's – so he's 6'2", 222. They said he's long. He's – a really good contested catch guy contorts his body well down the down the down the field to be able to, to you know use his body control to make some great catches, good hands, and he's deceptively fast. And I mean, to your point, in with bad quarterback play last year, he he had over had over 600 yards and have at a healthy yard per catch average as well. So he's kind of that height, weight, speed guy, similar to what you have right now with Tobias and. Deion Colsey will kind of fit in that same role, more of a ver- vertically oriented type of player. But he was a captain at Virginia Tech, played a lot of special teams. We talked about it on the show today. If he's a dude for you, it's great. If he's a really good number four, number three receiver, it's also great. He brings tremendous value. So I think that it's a sort of high ceiling, but a high floor kind of conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that it's, I don't see this one turning bad. He's got leadership qualities, he's played special teams. And he's been a productive receiver. So it's, yeah. an, it's a nice get for Notre Dame for sure. All right. I like it. Uh, of the 24 commits, how many enrolling in January? There's a pretty decent list of, of early enrollees, aren't, isn't yeah. there? Yeah, I, I heard a big number, but I don't know if it's accurate. So I'll let Ryan yeah. go on this one. So it is right now, it is. I'm going to start on the defense side of the ball because it's easier. Peyton Sam, Bowen. I've got a list in my phone, but go ahead. If Peyton Bowen does end up in Notre Dame. He is an early enrollee. Ben Minich is an early enrollee. So I'm not going to count Peyton for now. So Ben Minich is an early enrollee. Don Schuler is. Micah Bell, the corner, is not. Christian Gray is the cornerback. All three linebackers are. So Preston Zinter, Drake Bowen, and Jay Nosbury are all. No, no defensive lineman is, if I remember correctly, maybe one is. I think Devin Houston might be. 
Yeah, let's go with Devin Houston might be. Yeah. Offensive line-wise, only one Sam Pendleton. (laughs) Yeah. Wide receiver-wise, three out of four. So that's 11. And then you have Jeremiah Love and Kenny Minchie. So as of right now, there are 13 early enrollees, 14 if Peyton Bowen ends up in the class. Right. Did you say Minchie? Is he enrolling early as well? Okay. Yep. Okay. All right. So, I mean, that's that's a pretty good chunk. That might be the biggest. Yeah, that might be the biggest early enrollee class oh, we've yeah. ever had when it's all yeah. Remember it was like three, two, maybe four. Now it's and, 14 or 13 there, couple, or whatever. As my flag's falling down in the back, there's actually a couple players that <laughs> would be able to, but there's like some schools like De La Salle, for instance, that does not allow players to enroll mm-hmm. early. So Cooper Flanagan's not allowed, unfortunately. But yeah. yeah. Is there a position group in this 23 class that can ride the Notre Dame cornerback room athletically? It's a good question. I mean, is there a position group on the 23 roster that can ride with the Notre Dame cornerback room athletically? Uh I mean, for their position, right? Like that's what that's what the question is, right? So, like in a vacuum to their position, I think the offensive line next year, athletically, like for what offensive linemen are. I mean, you're talking about Blake Fisher, that's a freak, right? Joe Joe Alt is a freak. You're bringing in a Charles Jagasaw in the in the spring, that is a freak as well. So, I mean, I think comparative to what you need to be successful at a position, offensive line might be in the conversation. As as weird as that sounds, but I mean, quarterback room next year, guys. I mean, you've got Benjamin Morrison and Cam Hart coming back, obviously. You're bringing in Micah Bell, who is a legit 4-3 athlete, and then Christian Gray, who is the slow corner who ran a 4-4-1 at the Ohio State camp last year. So your, your quarterback group is going to be healthy athletic next year. Yeah. What is the word on a quarterback transfer? I, I think Notre Dame is doing their due diligence, and I think that there are definitely players that they have their eyes on, and they've been in conversations with a bunch of guys and doing their homework on people. So I, I'll say this, though, is that – don't look at who's in the portal just right now, right? After the bowl games, there will be other players that will kind of find their way into the portal. I would expect Notre Dame to have a somewhat of a resolution in, you know, the next few weeks or so. But I'll yeah, just tell people, yeah, do not hyper-focus on the names that are just in the portal now. I think there's going to be a couple names that kind of rise to the forefront, and that will be Notre Dame key targets. So. Okay. All right. What about this one? Mm-hmm. Does Notre Dame not signing a blue chip like a Keon Keeley make the class a disappointment? Look, it, it, no, it doesn't make it a disappointment. It just means that there's work to be done, right? Like you still need to get those Keon Keeleys and maybe the Peyton Bowens of the world, like those five-star caliber players. No one's going to ever comment and say that you don't need those guys. You need the dynamic af- athletes. Like you need those types. But it doesn't take away from the fact that, now, this is one of the more well-balanced classes that Notre Dame has had in a long time. I mean, you have still have two safeties even without Peyton Bowen. You have a two-man cornerback class. You have three linebackers. You have four defensive linemen, a five-man offensive line class, four wide receivers, a running back that's dynamic, an athlete that can play four different positions, and a quarterback. So you have hit every single need, depth, and quality depth. Good football players everywhere. But, yes, you need to get the, the five-star caliber players. There's no doubt about that. But it doesn't make it a, a a disappointment. There's a lot of good football players in the class. I saw today that this class, 
the combination of four and five star prospects, 83% of this class is either a four or five star prospect, which is the most yes. since the Jalen Smith class in 2013, which which was a little over 82%. But last year's, by the way, which obviously Marcus Freeman played a big part in, was nearly 82%. The rest yes. of Brian Kelly's tenure, besides 83, he was in the 40s and 50s more than he was, you know, even in the 60s. And 70s. So, like when you look at where this is trending right now, yeah, you might not have that big stud, you know, that you'd like, like a Keon Keeley or, you know, maybe even a Peyton Bowen. But just what you said, just across the board, there is a ton of talent in this class. And when you, you know, when you stack it with last year's class, and then if you stack another one together, which there's no reason to expect that they're not going to stack another one together like this, I mean, that's, that's what you're talking about, where the whole roster is is comprised of rap of that rather than you know just these one or two you know handful of guys yeah i mean i think it's the depth 100 percent, sean and, and i would even extend that because we had a couple guys on the show today that are even going to just be preferred walk-ons for notre dame who there's a kid named luke tollick who is out of the state of wyoming that literally has offers from utah washington state oregon state a bunch of pac-12 schools playing in the state of wyoming and he's coming to notre dame as a preferred walk-on Jordan Faison, who is playing lacrosse at Notre Dame as well, he has an offer to play football at Iowa, and he's coming as a preferred walk-on. Like, Notre Dame's getting some guys. Henry Garrity, who I think dad played basketball at Notre Dame once upon a time, who had 12 scholarship offers, guys, 12 scholarship offers. He's coming to Notre Dame as a walk-on tight end. So even from the 24 commits down to the preferred walk-ons, Notre Dame is acquiring and identifying a ton of talents. Don't let anybody lie to you in that sense. All right. Ryan, I don't know how quickly you've got to get going. If you need to go, you know. I got one or two more of me. I got one or two more. Hey, (laughs) chug a Gatorade and let's go. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Let me. um... It's vitamin water, Vince. It's vitamin water. I, I'm sorry. I got to go Gatorade. They pay some of my bills. So, you know, gotcha. yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm loyal. I'm loyal to the NIL bag. Okay. Make some of us. <laughs> I know where my bread's buttered. How do you think this class is going to impact the overall attitude of the roster by the start of fall camp? I think that's the biggest thing, John. And, and outside of just the act, you know, the acquiring of talents, right. Is that this class, there's some, there's some uh, attitude in the class in a good way. And there's some guys that have a lot of swagger. Like I think about like the wide receiver room with a Jaden Greathouse and a Braylon James. Like they're going to be two of the more confident players in the room the minute they step on campus. Does that mean they're going to start as freshmen? That's not what that means. But what it means is they're going to give you an influx of attitude and confidence that you need at certain positions. The offensive line group, it's a five-man class of guys that like to block to the whistle. They're incredibly physical football players. They bring an attitude to their position. The defensive line, although you don't have a Keon Keeley in the class, you have size everywhere and you have physicality. Drake Bowen is one of those guys that just exudes confidence at the linebacker position. Like you have confidence and attitude everywhere on this roster coming in in the 2023 class. And honestly, I think, and I've said this on the show before, and I, I, I mean, even with Vince, I think it points that I think that there was one there was one thing that I consistently talked about with this group this year from a 2022 Notre Dame football roster is that I felt like there wasn't a lot of juice consistently, right? Like you didn't see 
You didn't see kind of that swagger. You didn't see that confidence. You didn't see a guy that kind of get in people's faces all the time and give you that type of that type of competitor, right? And I think that this 2023 class is going to bring a lot of those types of players. I I will I just want to jump on this because it's a big picture question, right? And it's not specific yep. to recruiting specific guys, but for me, I I think you could take 22 class, you could take the 23 class because they're starting to stack classes now. Right. Where guys are coming in expecting to get a shot to play like it it's not like they're get bringing in a bunch of developmental guys they're bringing in guys that have confidence that have talent that are going to make this roster better and anybody that's on the roster you can feel comfortable for this year but you you better you know be looking behind you because guys are coming up and they don't understand what it's like to be on the depth chart they want to be at the top of the depth chart you know what i mean i think that's fantastic you want yeah. As much competition as you can get. And if they keep stacking classes like this, I think it's going to be fantastic. Absolutely. All right. Clinton, who in this class developing into a five-star performer and possibly first day NFL draft pick? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think when you're talking about guys going first day, you're talking about guys that need exemplary traits to be those types of football players. So, the, I mean, the guys that media pop off is is one. I think Charles Jagasaw is the first guy that pops off to my mind, the offensive tackle, because he's six six plus, three hundred plus pounds with vines for arms. He's going to be a tremendous athlete on this level. So, he's a guy for sure. I think a, one or two of the wide receivers could be in that contention potentially if they're developed properly. Jeremiah Love, a running back, I think has some of that talent to be that type of dude. And then defensively, I think you look at the quarterback group that you have this year for Notre Dame, you know, I mean, there's linebackers, I think in the conversation as well, but if a Christian gray develops at six, one with four, four flat speed, that could be a guy, you know, the Micah Bell is going to go in the combine and run four, three low and be that type of athlete. Could he be that guy? I mean, it's possible. So I think the, the real fun part about this group is that you have a lot of, bordering on or excuse me elite talent in this class athletically at some spots like even without Peyton right the cornerback group next year it's going to make it much more athletic there's no doubt to an already athletic group the offensive line is going to continue to get more athletic the wide receivers are going to continue to get more athletic and Jeremiah Love getting pushed into that running back group think he has an argument from the day he steps on campus that he might be the most athletic running back on the roster, which I think says a lot for a roster that has guys like Jadarian Price on it right now. So I think there's a lot of next level talent on this team right now. All right. Well, Ryan, we appreciate your time because I know, again, I know it's been a a busy day, but uh, we (laughs) knew that there were going to be plenty of questions. And then this whole, you know, saga turning throughout the day. I'm glad you were able to address some of that right off the top go rest your voice go take care of your wife yes appreciate <laughs> it guys thank you so well, much hi, make sure to we'll tune in to tomorrow later. to the show we'll be talking a lot more about recruiting if you guys want it so all right Thanks, guys great, great work today Thanks, ryan. ryan i had you on in the office it's yep. good stuff i cut oh well he's gone i cut the christian gray stuff too i don't know if you cut any of that with christian gray and his mom coming on that was funny they were they were i was in and out i was some in kind and of out. singing stuff that was going on <laughs> i was listening to that when uh, i was coming back from the basketball game today. yeah I, I was so. in and out and but I had it on the whole time but then when I had you know a kid in there I would have to turn it down and the whole thing so I, I would I was following along but man you want to talk about some twists and turns like I was not anticipating that but anybody that wasn't on this afternoon 
there was some great interviews, man. I mean, they had commits, they had commits parents, they had Tom Lemming, which you and I are going to talk about. I mean, it was kind of a star-studded guest situation. I, I was, it was. I was. It was. Impressed. I mean, they kicked it off with with Tom Lemming right yeah. off the top. Yeah. I was sitting there waiting, you know, and it was like five after, and I'm, I, you know, it's like wanted to be salty and jump in the tat chat and tell Brian and Ryan that they were on the clock. And, I know, right? And then they got started, and boom, you know, right off the bat with Tom, I, I enjoyed the Tom Lemming comments i'm sure you had a chance to see some of them that i sent. i you, so. saw the ones you sent to me but uh i did not see him live right so i'm yeah. actually looking forward to kind of going back and listening because i think and it's I'm right sure brian's top. gonna so put can, it up yeah. yeah you can find it right away but yeah yeah so i was i was sitting there and he said something and i was like huh hmm, interesting then he said something else and i'm like i gotta start taking notes man because this is too, <laughs> <laughs> this is too good right here so We've got some Peyton Bowen. You know, we've got a lot more people jumping in here since the show started. And, and you know, don't forget, hit the like button if you would. Subscribe, rate us, review us, leave a five-star rating on your uh, your podcast platforms. Uh, Go Deep wants, you know, what's this I'm hearing about Peyton Bowen still not sent his letter of intent in and uh, Dropping Dimes wants oh. to know how Vince feels about the Peyton Bowen saga and... As of the start of this show, the you know the comment about Peyton Boeing, Peyton Bowen apparently has had some kind of change of heart, like he is apparently potentially reconsidering his commitment to Oregon, and he has not signed his paperwork yet. And Correct. He and the reason for reconsidering is apparently Notre Dame. So Vince, they wanted to know how you feel about this go ahead i do come at this from a different perspective from a lot of the fans because literally my day job is dealing with high school kids all day long right so and it has been for a long time you've dealt with high school kids for a long time correct and i and i deal with them at their worst moments right now because i deal with discipline all day long so i deal with them at their worst moments i deal with them at their best moments Kids are going to make mistakes. Kids are going to make decisions for the dumbest reasons possible. And I'm not necessarily saying Peyton made a dumb decision or whatever, but I do understand the teenage brain as much as you can possibly understand the teenage Mm -hmm. brain and the decisions they get made for the dumbest of reasons. If he ends up wanting to come back to Notre Dame, did he make some decisions today that, irked me as a Notre Dame fan, like putting the Notre Dame hat on and kind of tossing it away. And the fact that, you know, he said one thing the night before and then did something else the next day. Yeah. I mean, of course it bothers me. There's no doubt about it as a Notre Dame fan, but I also understand that he's 17 or 18 years old and it's not a pass. It's a fact, right? Your brain isn't even fully developed. You're like 25 or 26 years old. He made a rash decision. He clearly didn't even ask his mom or let his mom know what was going to happen. Didn't run it by her, yeah. Based on the reaction that she had, right? And so, you know, did he make the wrong decision? I don't know. If he goes to Oregon, good for him. If he goes to, to you know, Oklahoma, good for him. If he comes to Notre Dame and he balls out, not many people are going to remember what happened on December 21st, 2022. Right. I'll just say that. The kid's really, 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 really good. There's a reason he was in Notre Dame's class for as long as he was. 
there was a lot of relationships formed there. Maybe he made a decision. Maybe he didn't, or the wrong decision. But at the end of the day, if he corrects that decision, and I say correct as in if he goes to Notre Dame, whether that's correct for him or not. Corrects yeah, it from semantics, his perspective, right? yeah. But you know, if he people corrects, in Oregon are saying something different. Of people course. in Oklahoma are saying something different. If he so. corrects the decision and comes to Notre Dame and he ends up with a Notre Dame degree and he ends up having a great career at Notre Dame, he's going to look back and be like, yeah, I made a dumb decision, but I made the right decision at the end of the day. Right. And you know what? I'm okay with that. I look. It I, seems like he really – he's wanted to be at Notre Dame all along. But, yes. you know, these these big bags of of – whatever are basically the only thing you know that that has put the doubt in his mind and and made him kind of you know waffle back and forth I mean, on this plus the fact that again he's a teenage kid and you know he's it 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 doesn't look you know like watching the video and you based on what you're talking about like it it doesn't look like his parents are even in complete agreement on on what they think he should be doing right. and then you you know you've got a girlfriend in the mix and all, all these different things so I, and it, i think I, it seems like he really this is where he wants to be right. but he's, and i yeah I, I will say that what probably happened and this is me extrapolating from watching the video and understanding what a family dynamic is like my guess is once the camera stopped rolling and they got into a room mom dad peyton were like Okay, we all need to be on the same page here as far as what we're doing. You know, let let's make sure we're making the right decision. You know, whatever. At least that's what I would do if my kid pulled a fast one on me and chose something that we hadn't discussed as a family. At the end of the day, I'm gonna most likely do what my kid wants to do, what he thinks is best for him. But we all need to be on the same page. Yeah, you you can't throw me a curveball. Especially when you're gonna go out in public and you're gonna be, you know, video and social media this this day and age. Wasn't it just like two or three years ago? Wasn't there some kid choosing between like Florida and maybe LSU or something like that? His mom got all upset. You know, he picked he picked the wrong school and yes, she was not happy. And look, (laughs) I get it. You just got offered $2 million. That's what we've heard, right? $2 million. That's not a secret. You have Maybe never even more. The fact yeah. Because the fact that it was Oklahoma where right. the girlfriend's going, and now it ends up being Oregon. Oklahoma's completely out of the picture, so they might have even upped the right. ante to get him there. So I'm, I'm lowballing it, probably. You've never been offered $2 million. I've never been offered $2 million. I'm going to go ahead and guess that nobody in the chat has ever been offered $2 million on the spot. Like, hey, sign your name. Here's $2 million. I get that that muddies the situation, okay? I get it. That's a that's life-changing money, no matter what anybody says. Life-changing money. So, of course, I want him to come to Notre Dame. If, you know, that's what I want as a fan. That's what I want because he's a really good, really good player, okay? But he's got to make the right decision for him and his family. And at the end of the day, I hope that's exactly what he does. Yeah. You know, Chi-Town asks, how do they navigate when bags of cash are being handed out? I, I don't know how you would because it's supposed to be college. And when you show up at college, you're supposed to go to class. And obviously, it's not about class <laughs> at that point. It's right. basically about you being a commodity. But, you know, this is kind of on the back burner. But this whole thing brewing out, you know, in, in Los Angeles right now with union and or, you know, like players essentially becoming employees. Like that's gonna change the whole game if if that's what it ends up being here in a few years. And there's a pretty good chance 
that it might. You know, we're just we're just seeing a, a drop in the bucket, I think, right now compared to what yeah. could be coming. Yep, absolutely. And so it is very difficult to navigate this. There's no doubt about it. They're they're putting kids in a very difficult situation, these big companies and these these people with all the deep pockets. And it's it's a tough situation to be in. I wouldn't wish that on anybody unless somebody wants to write me a check for my son's services. Then we can have a chat about that. But it's got to be tough for the families. It just does. You know, well, I, I I will say from the outside looking in, I don't like how he handled the situation. What at night saying he's going to go to Notre Dame the next day, changing his mind. I don't, you know, I don't dig that. There's a right and a wrong way to do things. You know, Keon Keeley, I, from what I understand by watching the show earlier today, he did it the right way. He called the coaches and said, I can't turn this down. I can't pass this up. He, I mean, he even called, called Brian, you know, I mean, like he did it the right way. So there's a right and a wrong way to do it. No matter how old you are, where age is not an excuse. What right. I'm saying is you can make bad decisions about your future and things like that, but there's a right and a wrong way to do that. Right. So I will say that that was disappointing, but he still has an opportunity to make it right. Right. Brent's asking why Notre Dame can't offer $2 million. It's just because that's not the not direction up. they're going right. to go. They're, they're not going to offer nope. upfront money to get a guy here. Once you get here, there will, there, you know, there is NIL that, that you're going to get being a part of Notre Dame but Marcus Freeman basically said today you know like what was the I think I've got it right here where did it go if you're coming here for NIL it's probably not going to be the best place yeah. for you is what Marcus Freeman said that was a quote from his press conference today and another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's true. You know, they're not going to, they're, they're just, Notre Dame's not going to go down that road. They're going to continue, you know, to go four for 40, but also, and I'm sure that, you know, this is part of the, the re-recruitment that Marcus Freeman has had with Peyton Bowen. Like, we're not going to give you this upfront money, but don't forget once you get here, you know, one, you know, all the reasons that you committed to Notre Dame to begin with, but two, there will be NIL once you get here, but we're yes. not, you know, we're not, dropping bags of cash on your front lawn <laughs> before you get here, you know? So it's just, it's just different. You know, that's, I, I guess that's all I can say about it. Notre right. Dame's just not going to go down that road. Yeah. Um, a few other questions. How does this class get to 85? And as <laughs> right now, I can't believe the class coming in and the two transfers, Notre Dame is 93 and looking at more transfers. <laughs> uh, December 31st, that's how they will get out of, they will get down to 85. Just watch. 
you're saying we're going to see more transfers. Yeah. And yes, well, and the other part of that is you still have until basically you have until the season you, starts. So you have like, to, you yeah. Be, fall camp. Yeah. You can be, you can be over the limit like all spring and you know, at the end of spring, you might see some matriculation as well. Absolutely. So, yeah. And you, so you're going to see, you're going to see mass depart. Now mass. I, I don't have a number for anybody. So don't ask, but there's going to be people leaving after the bowl game. And then there will be people leaving after spring. That's going to happen. That's the world we live in right now. It's not what it used to be. And when the depth chart gets a little bit more solidified, there there's going to be defections. It's just, it's going to happen. And the writing is going to be on the wall for some of these kids and they're, they're going to leave. And there's writing on the wall by the coaches to some of these kids that, you know, after the bowl game, we, you know, maybe we're not going to be on the same team, you know, that kind of a thing. So there's going to be, they're not going to have a problem getting to 85. I'll say that they're, they're not going to have any issue. It always works itself out. But again, these are part of these, excuse me, conversations that Marcus Freeman has had with players, you know, and the reason you've seen a handful of transfers already, like they're not yanking scholarships from people, but at the same time, it's like they're having these, honest conversations like this is where you are these are the kinds kind of guys who are coming in at your position this is probably what's going to happen if you stay so you know there no ill will if you decide that you want to move on and and maybe you know it could be you know in in best for you if if you do move on you know if you want to go play someplace Mm -hmm. absolutely and some of these guys are gonna use the bowl game as more film or you know, whatever, whatever the reason that they have for sticking around. Obviously, the guys that left early had a reason for leaving early, and that's fine too. Um, you know, I have a hard time. Never mind. I'm not going to go down that road. Yeah. Continue. Milton fan wants to know if today raised eyebrows regarding NIL. I mean, eh. yes and no. I just does the NCAA even care? I guess that's what I right. want to know. Right. At this point, because there's enough of this stuff going on. I, I just I don't know if they even care. Like. Yeah, nothing is, you know, just a handful of little sprinkling things have happened, like with the whole, you know, sneaker companies and all that stuff a few years back with basketball. I just, you know, it's their, it's their S show. (laughs) That's exactly right. Now, was I, was I surprised that Oregon lured like five kids that were previously committed to other schools on national signing day? Yeah. Yeah, I was a little bit for sure. Uh, you know, but at the same time, whether they did it today or whether they did it a month ago, they're still all doing it for the same reason. And we knew Oregon was writing checks to people. So that, you know, that's not a big surprise. It was just the timing was a bit surprising, I would say. But other than that, none of this stuff surprises me a- yeah. at all. Long one from John. During today's Uh-oh. press conference, Coach Freeman talked about his philosophical approach to the transfer portal, said they're looking for immediate impact players. Do you think this staff will land an immediate impact transfer quarterback this offseason? How do you think that will affect Tyler Buckner? Well, immediate impact, that means he's going to compete for the job. That doesn't mean he's going to be handed the starting position. So immediate impact means you are immediately impacting the two deep. You know, you're, you're immediately impacting the depth chart. That doesn't mean he's going to be a starter. How does it affect Tyler Buckner? That means he's going to have to compete for his job or the job. I shouldn't say his job, but it was his job uh, before the season started. And it's his job again. So that's how it's going to affect him. If 
if Tyler Buckner only had Steve Angeli to compete against, you know, I don't think any of us are worried about who the starting quarterback is going to be. He's going to have somebody legitimately to compete against. And I think that's fantastic. As I said before about the recruiting class coming in, I love competition. I, I think competition breeds success. So does Marcus and, Freeman. Yeah, and I, I love that about him. So he's going to bring in guys that are going to compete to start. Now, the guys that are already on the roster win those battles. Awesome. That means they earned it, and that means they deserve to be on the field. So let's see what happens. So as far as an impact quarterback, yes, I think they will find an impact quarterback. But to me, the definition of impact quarterback is that he's going to compete for the starting position. Yes. Notre Dame's not <laughs> handing out starting spots to anybody in the yeah. transfer portal. They're not you know, it's interesting because I am seeing names, you know, like Devin Leary, I think is what Kentucky, I think is where he's going. Some of these guys, I saw today DJ Uyunglele might end up at Hawaii. I saw as, that. Is yeah. his next school. So like, and, yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting, you know, but um, so these get you know, these guys at the top of the list are committing to different places. So I don't know. They they obviously want a quarterback. I you know I know that they have you know at least been talking to some. Who knows how much NIL has impacted some of those decisions? You know, like guys sure. going to other places. Absolutely, it affected his little brother who was committed to USC and left to go to Oregon from one NIL spot to another. Yep. So it obviously affected his family. I'm sure it, that doesn't hurt DJ in any way, shape, or form. Right, right. We talked a little bit about Caleb Smith, the guy from Virginia Tech, um, how he fits into the offense. I mean, you've got an experienced receiver who, again, he had like 67 catches for over 600 yards. That's double, basically, what yeah. Lorenzo Styles, who was the top wide receiver for Notre Dame this year, ended up with. So. I think you can drop him in and he can play yeah. right away. He's going to give you a lot of experience. Yeah, he gives you somebody that has has exactly what you just said, experience. He knows what it means to play with a quarterback or quarterbacks who aren't the best in the world and still make something out of it. And he's going to bring some maturity to that room, no doubt about that. <clears throat> he's going to bring some upperclassmen, you know, leadership to that room, which I think it severely needs right now and he's going to be a guy that's going to be solid right he's going to be a solid wide receiver are there guys in that room already with more talent yeah there are but he's going to be solid you're going to know what you're going to get from him day in and day out in my opinion based on what i've seen on his you know from his virginia tech film i, I think it's a good pickup for notre dame they obviously needed bodies in that room anyway but they needed a guy that they can count on and i think this is a kid that they can count on
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.